We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jared Payton. I hear my name again, and I'm like, who's calling me? So I look back at this guy that's sitting down right by the door, and he goes, Jared, man. Man, I love you on the score, man. I was like, I'm going to be on at 9 o'clock. Tune in. The Son of Sweetness. One man, one career, one team for 200. Walter Payton. 13 seasons for duh, these. Deanna. Who are the Chicago Bears? Duh Bears, yes. Sports anchor for WGN. Former running back great. The Bears are looking to build a new enclosed stadium in Chicagoland. How important is that to the league? I think it's important to the Chicago Bears. Their fans. I think it's also important to that community. I talked to the mayor of Chicago recently. He wants them in the city. Arlington wants it out in Arlington. I think they'll be able to develop a proposal that will be good for the fans, but I also think it'll be great for Chicago. Jared Payton with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. I go Sports Radio 670 The Score. Delighted to have Marshall Harris in this morning for David. We're having fun. And what's more fun than uh, going to our guy on the Circa Sports Illinois Hotline, Jared Payton, joins us. Make sure you download that Circa Sports app today. Jared, good morning. How's everything? Molly, Marshall, what's going on, fellas? Um, Everything's good. Sorry for the other day, man. I I was passed out. I wish I had a better story why I I woke up. I woke – listen – I woke up at like 7.45 and I'm looking at my phone and there's so many phone calls. We're trying to find you. We're trying to find oh, you. Where are you at? I, I went to sleep at 10 o'clock because it was, I had over two, uh, 26,000 steps just Monday alone oh, wow. from all the stuff we were doing. So I was moving and body was tired. I got, I'm getting more sleep out here than I do at home, but a lot more work out here than normal. So appreciate being able to join you guys I, out here from I, Las Vegas. I would say a sincere thank you for that because I had this idea in my head. I was living vicariously. I had you starring in that hangover movie, you know, waking up with the with the chicken in the room and the and the uh, the a lion tattoo, everything. the lion in the toilet. Yeah, that's a face tattoos, right? Whatever it took. Oh my God! It was uh, fun to imagine, and you're and here you are. You're exhausted and passed out because you're running around. Hey, I mean, this is a great week, the Super Bowl week, and you're going to be there. You're going to be giving away the award. It's tomorrow night. I mean, this is all the NFL awards are coming. You know what that's like. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. It's uh, this is that opportunity for our family to be able to to welcome in another. Walter Payton Man of the Year winner. And, you know, there's 32 nominees every single year. Only one winner, you guys. And it's always tough because all these guys are doing amazing work. But um, to be able to – we find out everybody's like, oh, you know who wins. I have no clue who who's the winner. <laughs> uh, I won't know until the – just like everybody else, once it's uh, set inside of that auditorium. But I know whoever it is is, is – 
pretty much going to be cut from the same cloth as my dad when it comes to um, their giving back and service. So it's always not uh, a, a cool opportunity. And hopefully we should know too about, you know, some Bears players maybe getting the, those gold jackets as well. So at, tomorrow night could be a great night for our family and, and also for the Bears family as well. With We all know that Devin is a, right. could be going into the hall and, and also Steve Mongo McMichael. So um, hopefully it's a party tomorrow night afterwards and we're all celebrating. That's what I wanted to ask you about, Jared, is the, those gold jackets you were just talking about. Do you, do you, do you feel like this is the year? For both uh, Mongo and and Devin Hester, because we we've been waiting for a minute now. Yeah, Marshall, I really I really do. I I mean, it's the conversations. I tweeted it yesterday. I didn't mean to like, you know. I, was, <laughs> I, I just I'm having I'm having all these I'm having all these conversations with people, and like these these are people who you know I respect and who you know who are tapped in. So you know they're they're telling me stuff. I'm not even asking. They're just telling me like saying that this, there's a good chance that this is the year for for both guys and so i'm like all right so i'm seeing everybody else tweeted out and posted out so i'm like well i feel like i got credible sources too man so i i, I feel like i can stand on my business and, and put it out there and i i really do i think it's the opportunity and marsha i don't know if you got a chance you know i know we're competing stations and all but i don't know <laughs> if you got a chance to see legends of the big game but yeah i had the conversation with Devin when i went out to interview him just about what it would mean to him and how, you know, not being a first ballot Hall of Famer, what that meant to him and how it really like it hurt him. And when we think about the game of football, there's three phases to it. We always talk about offense and defense, but special teams is the big deal. And and he flipped the script when it comes to special teams and how the game has changed on that side of the ball in that phase. And so I definitely I, I we can't add up the yardage that he either didn't get a chance because teams were afraid kicking the ball out of bounds, not want to give it to him or him flipping the field for offenses for the bears. I mean, there's so much that he did to the game that I, I feel like this is the time third time should be the charm that he gets recognized with that gold jacket. The impact is undeniable. Yeah, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I played with the dude and, you know, against uh, Florida. And when we were when we played with the dude, when we were against uh, Florida, I, I've never heard a man sound like he was shot out of a cannon. A person when they go by you, where you hear that shoom, like that's what you heard, <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> yes, you know, like the cart, like a cartoon, Marshall. It's it's that serious. Like he would he would run by and it just like boom, and you'd be like, what just happened? I've never seen a human being run that fast before, and people were like, what's your greatest Devin Hester story? Like his freshman year, I remember there was a day at practice at Miami where they didn't know where to put him because he came in as a DB. They put him as a running back. And then he also was returning kicks and punt. He scored at, at, on every position that he was playing. He scored in a, in a practice. And I was like, I've never seen that before in my entire life. He picked off somebody as a DB, took it back to the house, playing running back. And I'm sitting there with my mouthpiece and upset because I'm like, dang, they're going to try to put this dude at running back. Like I already got like Frank Gore and, and, uh, uh, Clinton Portis and Willis McGahee, like they trying to take my spot even more. And then he, he was the most unbelievable player that I've ever seen with my own eyes that could literally do everything. And hence the reason why he needs to be in the halls of Canton. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, having watched his career and, and observed the position change and the way he was used. And I, I you know, the, 
he changed the return game in the NFL. They had to change the rules because of Devin Hester. I, I think his impact, I, I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I know how disappointed he was that he didn't get in last year. I really hope that they do that. And then, you know, you talk about Mongo. I, I, don't you feel like like this is something that he's hanging on for? And, yeah. I mean, would it, wouldn't it be just wonderful? If uh, if he got in the Hall of Fame, given everything going around and his family, and you just your heart goes out to him, it's so tough to see a guy who yeah. was a giant of a man and just the presence and the personality, and it's just been so awful to see that disease um, take uh, wreak havoc on him. Molly, Molly, I'm telling you, man, I, I got chills right now because um, Mongo's my dude. Yeah, and I'll, this is all. That's this is one of the things that I only I'm really excited about. I want to I want to see him get in because I know what what it would mean to him. And he is he's fighting and fighting and fighting. Um, I think the fact is that he has bestowed that honor of me to induct him when it does happen is is what's special to me because he could add anybody else. You know, look at all the people that he played with, all the guys that he played with, the coaches that he's had in his life. Um, 2010 was a special year for me when I played for him with the Chicago slaughter. Um, never seen the man cry. He cried when I pulled my hamstring and I told him it was it. I was crying. I was like, I'm done. And talking to his wife, she said, I think he's only cried twice in his life. Maybe it was when his daughter was born. And in that moment with you, like they, people never seen him cry. And I knew our relationship was special in that moment and uh, how much he cared about me and, and for him to call me when he wanted me to kind of let the world know what was going on with him with the ALS. And yeah. it just, it means, it means the world to me that I, I get this honor. And so I'm looking forward to that as well. And whatever comes with that, uh, when it all does happen. I had a question about just, I, cause, cause you're there. I know you've been there all week. <laughs> What's the vibe like, man? Like clue us in, yeah. like plug us into what Vegas, what is going on in Vegas right now? Marshall, it's crazy. First of all, it's cold. I felt like I, like I didn't even leave Chicago. I saw like it was I'm raining out here. It's raining. It's cold. Um, the streets are packed already. I radio row on Monday is normally kind of dead. It was like it was hopping a little bit as more than usual on Monday. Yesterday was crazy. Today is going to be nuts, and just more and more people are coming in. And I just think it's a it's a different vibe. We all know that when we think about Vegas, we think about it as a a gambling town, but now it's becoming a sports town. I mean, even last night, right? We had they had the the Golden Knights try, knocking off the Oilers and their win streak, and like people here, the vibe down by the sports book, everybody was going crazy. I, I took the streak last night in my parlay instead of going with the Golden Knights, so, <laughs> which, which made me a little bit upset. But hey, it is it is what it is. But that I think this week is going to be interesting to see how. You know this city and how it kind of it vibes with Super Bowl, and I think it's already packed as well, just on a normal day. But as we get closer to Super Bowl, it's going to get crazy. Uh, hence the reason why I was asking that question to Roger Goodell just about the city of Chicago right. and what it would mean to have that that stadium. He didn't he didn't give the answer I was hoping, but uh, it, it we broke a little bit of the news that day on Monday. It, it, it's a little wild what's going on with the the stories about the lakefront versus suburbia uh what, what what are your feelings about it jared I'm, I'm just really curious as a guy who's like literally like 
Mr. Bear, I, how do you feel about what's going on right now with the stadium? Well, I understand that it, when it comes down to it, there's politics that has to, you know, to be played when it's coming down to all this. And I think the Bears are just really trying to figure this thing out. I mean, the I look at that land out in Arlington Heights, and I'm a little biased because that's where I was born. Um, oh, okay. and raised until I was four years old. I went to high school there. Uh, my, the hill that my dad uh, became a legend on is about would be about less than 10 minutes away from where the stadium would be built. I mean, there's there's a lot of connections uh, to Arlington Heights for me. But also I'm thinking about not only for the Bears and also for the fan experience. What What is going to give fans the better experience and what is going to give uh, the Bears an opportunity to build something that they want to build and be successful and uh, for the long term, and then also to help out the community. I mean, we're talking about you know the enclosed stadium, what that would mean for the city of Chicago. I've been going to Super Bowl since '99. Right. I I want a Super Bowl in Chicago. I, I I believe we should have one. We we have the infrastructure to be able to hold up and and to in the capacity to do that. Uh, as of right now, we don't have the stadium to do that. So. Um, uh, if you're asking me honestly, uh, probably Arlington Heights being able to build a Bears city uh, would be, to me, would be phenomenal. So that that's uh, how I feel. I'm always going to side with with uh, AH. That's where I'm from. Well, yeah, I, I, and I definitely think with the Bears from a financial standpoint, because as you said, they already own the land. And we know that a lot of these sports teams now, just as much as they are sports organizations, are real estate companies, if nothing else. I you can you can see what they can build around that there versus anywhere inside the city. Hey, I, I found something out while I was out here, and I got to tell you, Molly and Marshall, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the person I was talking to said it was documented, and I got to find out more about it. But the writer, Tom Clancy, you know, mm-hmm. the, the yeah, writer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, him and my dad got to, were or thinking about putting a group together to buy the Patriots from the crafts. Wow. When it was up for sale. Did you guys know that? No, I did not I know never that. Heard that. No, no. Dude, I, I, I am, I am figuring this thing out because I just found this out while I was out here uh, at Super Bowl, And I was like, are you kidding me? Like what? Yeah. They're bo- They were boys. Like they were tight and trying to put a, a group together. And it has to be around the time too, when he was trying to get the team in, in St. Louis as well. So a lot of stories that I got to dive into when I get back to Chicago to try to figure out, but very, very interesting. I thought the listeners would like to hear that. I, I got to tell you, Jared, when, when I, I, when I think about the bears on the lakefront, how beautiful our city is and all that, I think it's phenomenal. And I, I would love it. But when, when you start talking about building a new stadium in the, in the South parking lot and it just fe- it feels like smushed. Well, it's just yeah, yes, and it feels it just <laughs> honest to God, it feel okay. So you're gonna tear down that building, but you got to leave the outside there and the columns, and then what? You park under them? Like I, I just, I think the Arlington Heights thing is all laid out and ready to go. They're just looking to get a break on the tax issue, and the minute that happens, they're gonna start digging that building. I, I, I yeah. don't. I mean, I get that their focus has to be elsewhere and they're looking at other things. They, they can get that done so much faster in Arlington Heights. They own the land. The building will make the franchise worth even more than it is. Just having the land and the place to build 
a stadium makes yeah. the franchise more valuable. I don't understand yeah. how leasing parkland from the city. I don't. I just don't even. I don't even know how it would work. I can't figure out why that would be. It just feels like the whole thing is a little bit of a shell game to get the people Molly, in Arlington Heights to give them a let's, break. let's be honest. You Come might not understand now. that, but you understand this word. It's called leverage. That's You don't have it, so you're creating Yes, you yes. have to create it. you got to create it. That's it, and, and that's that's what this is, and it's, it's fun to speculate and talk, and I love the idea that there's a race for the money between the, the <laughs> South Loop Stadium for the Sox and the new Soldier Field Stadium. But the thing, but Molly, Marshall, we know this. No matter where the Bears go, we're all gonna. I mean, fans are gonna flock to wherever it is. Oh yeah, exactly. It's gonna work. It is. It is the team in our town that brings everybody together. And so, no matter that, you could tell me they were going out to Kankakee. We still driving out there. We bussing whatever it is out there. I Northwest mean, Indiana. That's what <laughs> you making yeah, that right? That's what, that's <laughs> hey, what, that's anywhere. What, hey, that's, that's, that's right. what holds us together, man. If we the Bears are right. the fabric of the of our town, man. And so we, we just let's just we just get need to get figure out and get this done and start focusing. And I think that's the reason why while I was here, there was a tweet that went out saying that everybody Bears fans need to relax, and it kind of took it out of context with. My guys from CHGO, I love those guys. But it was more of like everything that we're going through right now, through trying to figure out the distractions of of, of, the, of the building the stadium to who's going to be underneath center for the quarterback uh, for the Bears and long term and all this stuff. Like, yo, like we got to focus here a little bit and and try to figure out how to how to build this thing the right way instead of doing it the way that we've been doing it for years. And I think that's my my goal and my my vision i I just i want to build see this organization build itself to a point where where it should be and where we all think it should be and that's contending for super bowl championships having the nicest stuff around like everybody else all the bells and whistles yeah and 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 the product on the field is mirrors what what we're building all the from the stadium to all all the success all that stuff long term and uh because I think about the guys that came before. We talk about Devin Hester and Mongo and 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 and, and sweetness, my pops. Like yeah. they they put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to be able to get this thing to to where it is and to where the name is and, and help grow this thing. So let's not forget about the people that came before us to be able to build this thing to to something successful. And I think that's where you know it's hard to be patient, but in some ways we gotta let this thing kind of build a little bit and, and do it a little bit different because the way that it's been going. Uh, as we've seen, we, yes. the results aren't there on the football field. All right, Jarrett, who wins the game on Sunday? Who you taking? <laughs> uh, man. I, we got to get a pick. We got to okay, get a pick. Okay, I'm going to give you. I'll give you a pick. I'm going to give it quick. I'm not going to be long. It's hard to get bet against 15, man. Uh, I, I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes. And as much as I love what they what the 49ers do on offense and, and, and all that stuff, their scheme and, and Christian McCaffrey – 15 is different and he has willed his team to this moment and they flipped on the switch. I just, I just think I'm going to go with the chiefs on this one, man. And if you're giving me the points, I'm taking the points. Oh yeah. Definitely. You get the points. Thanks, Jarek. Great catching up. Peace guys. Have a good one. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.